Hello and welcome to the Windsor Knot, a royal wedding podcast. And this week, I'm joined by Daniel Krupper. Hello. I was going to introduce what the episode was, and then Very I realised I hadn't introduced you. So it sounded, introduce me. No. So then it sounded like you were a guest. But a guest that's been on every single episode for the first I'm a 11. recurring guest. I'm a very good guest. 11 episodes. Blimey. Well, we will have done by the next <laughs> 45 to an hour. Um, this week we're covering the mad yourself, Queen. Liz. Liz. Big Liz. Ruling on high from her ivory tower, <laughs> looking down at her little grandkids. <laughs> I don't feel that strongly about the Queen. I don't know why, <laughs> why well, I've gone ho- in so hard. Hopefully you will after this episode. Yeah, but which way? That's for you to decide. Because we're not fucking making any judgments. <laughs> <laughs> we're impartial to the point where you'll be annoyed about it. Liz, basically, she's a big deal. She has nothing to do with the wedding, but everything to do with the wedding, which I think is... Which is like Don good, Corleone. It's, well, it's very much how you'd expect a modern monarch to be. Mm. Like, she's deeply invested, but has no real power, um, Mm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. In looking her up, because obviously she's sort of tangential, but so much of the coverage has been about her. Every time we've gone looking for stories, you always come across... uh, You know why, Joe? She's box office. She is box office. (laughs) She's the the big ticket. She's the and and also starring at the end of the show. She's the and credit. She's the Chris Pratt on the Avengers poster. She is. And the Queen. She is the Star-Lord of my heart, I would say. (laughs) Um, She... The recurring theme with this wedding, uh, as with so much of it, with its weirdly... This, like, odd uh, bipolar media coverage of this wedding has been that she loves that Harry's getting married, but she's disappointed with Meghan in some way. That's the that's the constant... In a non-racist way. Well, hopefully. But, the, but the, the point is that the tabloids love that narrative. They love the idea that she's like, oh, little ginger prince, he's lovely, but I'm not sure about his <laughs> bit of... Crumpet. <laughs> okay, so can I just, because we haven't rehearsed this, surprisingly, is that the Queen voice that we're doing in this podcast? Yeah. Because, like, well, cause it might happen a few times during the course of this episode. I want to know where we are with Queen well, voice. Basically, I'm trying to steer away from the Adam Buxton Queen which voice. Which is very good. Which is the definitive Queen voice. Oh, lovely, lovely Glandonetta. <laughs> we can't do that. If anyone doesn't know what that is, there's a British comedian who does a very good podcast called Adam Buxton, and occasionally he does... The Queen? Yeah. (laughs) The most successful clip that I've ever uploaded on YouTube is just them doing that for the first time. Um, Because I was an obsessed Adam and Joe fan when I was at university. And so you can go listen to it on my YouTube channel. It's not monetized. You're not paying me anything. Just give me the the loves. Um, But yeah, so I think... Uh, I'm the Queen. Hello, mate. A bit northern. That's fun. How northern? Well, like... A bit northern. <laughs> it's got northern inflections. Okay. Uh, do you want to start or shall I? I don't mind. I, I don't... think you've got quite a comprehensive rundown of who the Queen is. It's very comprehensive. I've got 37 facts about the Queen. Please go into them. And then we'll get into the wedding later. Um, some of these, not all of them, could definitely be punctuated with the phrase, fuck off, I'm the Queen. <laughs> all right. Because could... she's so... She's got weird status... Unusually. Um, okay. So, I, might, I might drop a few of the fuck off I'm the Queen's in yeah. there. So you do that when you think it, it is warranted. Uh, her full title. She, so, you know, like we talked about Harry not having a surname. Yes. So he has Windsor if he, he wants to use mm-hmm. it. The Queen actually doesn't officially use a surname. She doesn't need to. But do you want to know her full title? I would love to. This is very Game of Thronesy. 
Elizabeth II, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, and of her other realms and territories, Queen, Head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. Oh, that's very good. Defender of the Faith is the one I always remember, and it is... I mean, unfortunately, the faith she's defending is Anglicanism, which is slightly dull. If it was like... It, in, all, in terms of all the terrible religions, it is one of the less aggressively terrible she's she is a pretty chill version well this is the eddie Izzard routine is like it's cake or death like <laughs> yes, if, exactly. if anglicanism had the spanish inquisition it would be like cake or death defender of the cake or death um so he was born at 2 40 a.m on the 21st of april 1926 to the, king george the sixth and queen elizabeth who we refer to as the queen mum and we have to call it the queening hour now is the queen 2 a.m is the queening hour um the place where she was born is now a hakasan restaurant is now a what? Hakkasan. What's Hakkasan? Hakkasan's a very, very lovely high market um, Cantonese restaurant. Ah, well, it makes sense that the Queen would have been born in what became a Hakkasan, a, ch- a Chinese restaurant. Do you think they've got a special table where they think the Queen was born on a lazy Susan? Span <laughs> <laughs> the Queen around. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> the Queen is here. They've all got lazy Susans, but one of them's got a crown in the middle. Some and you can royal baby roulette. Put your ice on top. <laughs> Hopefully, with like a nice little plaque to commemorate it. You'd hope so. Blue plaque on a Lazy Susan. That'd um, be brilliant. She was crowned queen on 2nd of June, 1953, age 27. It's quite... Is that... What, have you looked much into whether that's early or late? In relatively speaking to other monarchs? Yeah. I think it's probably quite late, because obviously late. a lot of... But that's why she's so good, because she's still become the longest reigning monarch. Yeah. Even though she came to it quite late. It's like the Jamie Vardy of monarchs. <laughs> Obviously, she's benefiting from modern medicine and nutrition. Yeah. I read a whole article I'm not going to talk about beyond this, but I'm glad I get to at least mention it so I didn't waste my time completely about why all the royals look so good for their age. And it wasn't just money, which it should have been. But yeah, it just went into all their different routines. It's quite interesting. Yeah, people live in Paris. like... Apparently Napoleon wasn't small for his oh, yeah, period. It's just because of nutrition in that period, and people just people just were small, and people just don't remember the other people that were in Napoleon. Yeah. <laughs> Weird that um, she's the longest reigning monarch ever. She's eclipsed now um, Queen Victoria. Hey, and I think I'm more impressive because she came to it, you know, 27. You know, she didn't find her feet till her late 20s. What? I was like that. Didn't get my job at IGN until I was 26. Do you think? Uh, I genuinely think the idea of the Queen uh, being like, she, I think people quite think she's quite intelligent. She's not a stupid queen. No, we'll get on to that as well. Like, she's got some, she's done some stuff, mate. Do you mate, think, she's done some stuff. Do you think she's benefited from the fact that she had a, a relatively life. normal life? Well, you know, no. Relatively but speaking, normal life. She did something else she first. She was not being queen since she was 12. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. She, yeah, was, she yeah. wasn't just thrust into your like, person of state. Maybe forever. get onto it later with um, when she married, um, when she got together with Prince Philip. Like they had a bit of a life before they had to be the couple. Yes, they yeah. lived in another country for a couple of years. Um, uh, did you know she's only been pictured in trousers eight times? That that was a fact I found out about her. That's brilliant. Only eight times in her life. Jeggings. From childhood as well. Jeans. Um, I most, mostly jodhpurs. Oh, I love to see her in some like mum jeans. In the 70s, she had some quite cool uh, like flary trousers. Not flares, but like big a, white leg say, trousers. On her wedding day, I think she looks quite pretty. She looks lovely. Um, right, she's outseen 14 UK prime ministers and 13 US presidents. Now, that is the first genuine fuck off. I'm the queen. <laughs> she's going to outsee Trump, don't you worry. Um, as a this is brilliant as a princess 
She drove a truck and trained as a mechanic in World War Two. Oh, yes, please. I had no idea. <laughs> Go on, Liz. She trained as a mechanic in World War Two. You reckon she f- still fixes the uh, Range Rover? I wouldn't... In a weird, like, posh person way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Like, in nice wellies. Yeah. Hunter's wellies. There's something of the countryside to that, I think. Yeah, there is. Um, Philip can't do shit about that either. She's just like, sit down. You can get the jack out, but you can't use it. She's it's just mine. It's my Range Rover. Exactly. Um, apparently, when we won the war, the Queen, then a princess, went out in, to London in secret and partied all night with her sister Margaret. It's the subject of that uh, quite bad-looking film. Um, yeah, it has been adapted. A, what yeah. is it? A royal night out? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a royal night. It's very. It looks Stumbling silly. Back with a Because it's her and Princess Anne um, yeah. being like gad about teenagers. Yeah. That's weird. But weird, like the Queen was the Queen in the sixties in swinging sixties London. I bet she, she. I bet she had some great times. I bet she's done some stuff. Um, Wales, she's ever done acid? Queen, yeah. The royal acid. I bet she could. Fortnum and Mason's she acid. Get away with it, because what's she going to do? She locks herself in a room for three days, absolutely tripping balls, and then comes out. We're going like, to get inside in a minute. She can get away with whatever she fucking wants. Yes, please. Right, whales, dolphins, porpoises, and sturgeons are considered fishes royal. I don't know why they say fishes, because plural fishes, fish is fish. Also, fish royal. whales, dolphins, and porpoises, none of which are fish. No. Anyway, are therefore considered property of the Queen when caught within three miles of the UK coast. Fair play. I didn't know that was true. Um... So imagine a whale, like, migrated for hundreds and hundreds, like, thousands <laughs> yeah. of miles. He was born, like, in Alaska. He gets three miles into the coast. It's like, oh, what, I'm the Queen's now. I could out, I could destroy the Queen. <laughs> she, she, yeah, he's just, like, he swims three minutes, like, you're mine now. <laughs> it's just, you're my porpoise now. Look, get in my van. <laughs> get in the carriage now. Um... She sent an email in 1976 from a British research facility. Yes, please. She probably sent one of the first emails in the world. Her and Berners-Lee absolutely kicking off the revolution. So you think she's like just, you know, an old lady. Mm. She's on the email, on email before you were probably born. Before some of your parents were born, mate. Because we've got some young listeners, I reckon. You're not going to like this one. (laughs) What? Apparently she's an Arsenal fan. Oh, F off the Queen. (laughs) That's not fuck off, I'm the queen, that's fuck off, queen. queen. Um, She's worth around £340 million. Um, That is much less than I thought. And the last two years, she's failed to make the Sunday Times rich list, um, top 300 wealthiest people in the country. Last two years, she also failed to pay quite a lot of tax. Ah. (laughs) Oh. So she's quite modest. Oh, God, I'm jumping around here. Where's this one? She doesn't have to pay income or capital gains tax, but she has been doing so voluntarily since 1993. Well, then what's all this stuff about her not paying tax then? Well, apparently she doesn't have to. So maybe she's just got out a year off. Yeah, but it's not it's not really cool to say you're going to and then not do it. Like <laughs> I don't know very much is fuck off I'm the queen. Yeah, a little bit. Does it falls into that category but not in a way that I'm excited by. <laughs> I think also that applies to the next 3, but I think you'll be more on board with these next 3. All right, three. let's go. She's the only person in the UK allowed to drive without a license. Oh, no way! <laughs> yeah, she does not need a driving license. What? So all those pictures you see her in, like a headscarf, but like really behind the wheel of a massive Range Rover. Yep. She, she, what she, she wants. doesn't know what she's she doing. She can fix the car. She can't bloody drive it. Uh, doesn't need a passport to travel internationally. I've heard about that. That is. Br- I mean, brilliant. Yeah, when you've got stamps of yourself, coins and in money. multiple countries, money in their country. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she has her own ATM in Buckingham Palace. That's just, what? It's just dispensing right. her face. Right. 
That's genius. If you had £340 million, of course you'd put an ATM in your house. And you'd just be like, what? 500 quid? Not a bother. Throw it everywhere. I bet it's one of those ones that dispenses, fi- dispenses fivers as well, so you can get loads, loads of, of f- new fivers. Oh, I love it. When you get- isn't it amazing when you get a fiver from a cash machine? I reckon it's got like a parcel slot sized output as well. Like it's not it's not the normal, like a few measly notes. It's like an <laughs> I love- absolute wodge. I love it if it was like, it's a pound 75. Do you want to p- proceed with this transaction? She's like, yeah, I'm the queen. It's like when you see a rich builder go into a pub and they pull out their uh, money clip. Wodge. Yeah. She's got that. He's never paid tax. No way. I um, used to serve a lot of them in the White Horse in Burnham Green. Tax um, men, go there. <laughs> she's left a message on the moon. What's that mean? <laughs> so when with the, gunfire. When, 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 <laughs> with, a, with a laser, she made no. Um, the crown opens up and it's got a little laser in it. She, <laughs> she engraves the moon on a nightly basis. I love the idea that the qu- crown opens up like it's an enclosed hat. Yeah, it's like Thunderbirds. <laughs> That's where Thunderbird like, 7 is. It's actually a remodelled Tracy Island toy. Yeah, that they, yeah they, I saw Anthea Turner made one. Gold-plated um, it. So when Apollo 11 went, they took um, something to leave on the moon that has messages from leading world dignitaries, and the Queen was one. That's good. Well done to her. Uh, she can't be prosecuted or compelled to give evidence in court. What? So there's a statement. So she could do anything? I think she could kill. So I mean, I suppose if she's the Queen. She can't be prosecuted or compelled to give evidence in court. So there's a statement on the official royal website in relation to this old statue. It says, although civil and criminal proceedings cannot be taken against the sovereign, the Queen is careful to ensure all her activities in her personal capacity are carried out in strict accordance with the law. Well, that's like humans. That's what but people like, do. Also, like the, 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 the modifier, personal capacity. Interesting. Implying... That during, in her official capacity, she's doing illegal shit. Interesting. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, she's not paying tax. I know that's legal for her, but it's it's not even, it's extra legal, isn't it? It's just not covered by the law. Yeah. Um, I love the idea of the Queen uh, accidentally running someone over and then fleeing the country because it would be like absolute triple header of things that don't matter. She's killed someone, can't be prosecuted for it. She's not driving with a license and she's just left the country without a passport. She can do whatever she likes. She's like, how much money she got? Well, she's printed it off all in her house. It's not even an ATM, it's just a printer. She's gone to the Caymans, doesn't even matter. She's not paying tax anyway. Brilliant. She's like the ultimate Richard Kimball. She's like a ghost. She's a ghost in the machine, except for the fact that she's everywhere. A lot of this would sound like she's a secret agent. Yeah. Um, she owns a three-bedroom luxury property in New York near the UN. I don't really think of the Queen being in New York. No, it seems wrong. Seems odd, doesn't it? You've, like, I imagine her in Holyrood. Yeah. Or Balmoral. Or... At best, I imagine her, like, in Bel Air. Yeah. I can imagine her in Bel Air. <laughs> think? Yeah, because it's like, those are big... Proper mansions. Yes. New York, I, I don't mean. think of as mansions. No, I can't imagine her having apartment living. Because near the UN, because like, what's the what's the posh place near New York? The Hamptons. Oh, yeah. Like, I can imagine her in the Hamptons. Not in New yeah, York. Yeah, of course you can imagine that. Not in New York. Um, <laughs> this is a good um, fuck off on the Queen. Reportedly, she drinks a glass of champagne every night before bed. Oh! She's going off. Every night. Every night. She's like one of those old people who's like, what do you put down to your health? Cigarette and beer every day? Yeah, it doesn't do me any wrong. Um, she's, she, wore, she wears Eddie's classic pale pink polish, ballet slipper, and has done since 18, 1989, and it's only a fiver. She wears the same five pound slipper every day? No, p- polish. 
nail polish. Oh, polish. It's called belly slipper. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> that would be mental. Yeah. With the same five pound belly slipper every day. So she's worn this nail polish since 1989. It's only a fiver. Fair play to her. So that's good. Fiver uh, in 1989 is quite a lot, though. She communicates via her handbag. <laughs> Excuse me? Is that like a vase in Scooby-Doo where you scream into it and then you put a stopper in it? Let, let me expand on that. She, she communicates... So if, anytime you you see the Queen at a, a, a function or at an event, watch her handbag closely, Joe. Apparently to. she uses it to signal to her entourage when she's bored or wants an evac. No way. Apparently she places it on the table she wants to leave in the next five minutes. Whoa! If she puts it on the floor... She wants immediate evac because she finds her present conversation quite tedious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do people know that? Why is anyone allowed to know that? I'm- I feel like it's like someone who used to work and has come out and revealed that. Because if I met her... If she put it on the floor, I'd be mortified. I'd be horrified. And if she put it on the table, I'd be like, well, I'll wrap it up at least. It's yeah. kind of like in an interview. Yeah, it's hands like, come on, getting towards the end. Yeah. Immediately just on the floor. So oh. if, if she ever meets Trump... Watch that back. That would be amazing. Imagine um, if she did it and looked right into the cameras. Oh, this is this is a good one. Um, How many more have we got? We're on number twenty-three. Oh, I'm so I'm loving this. They're all. I've not put them into an. They're all good. You see, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I might just save that one though. <laughs> um, she became a homeowner when she was six. <laughs> Pretty good. Piss off on the Pretty cream. good. She owns an elephant, two giant turtles, a jaguar, and a pair of sloths. Uh, what, do you know any of their names? I don't know any names, but she's donated them all to the London Zoo. Release them into the wild, mate. Keep them in, give them rooms in Buckingham Palace. I mean, that would that be much is better. Cooler. You'd be um, a proper, you know, I don't think you're even a real monarch until you've got an elephant in your house. <laughs> I think not. Um, she's not above going kind of like, occasionally she does go out in public with relatively low security. Yeah, and like, when she's in Scotland and places, like, don't think she's going to go around Buckingham Palace or Oxford Street. You'd guess not. But um, there's a good story of her trolling some tourists. On a recent low-key trip to Scotland, she met some American tourists while walking. She's just dressed in, like, fairly regular old woman clothes, headscarf. Yeah. And they asked her, oh, just, I've heard the Queen has a house around <sighs> here. And the Queen replied to these tourists, these American tourists, she went, oh, yeah, the Queen does have a house nearby. And when they asked her if she'd ever met the Queen, she pointed to her personal policeman and go, no, but he has. She's like Bill Murray. That's like when Bill Murray runs up to people and says, they'll never believe you. Isn't that brilliant? In her lifetime... Wait, who told that story? It it actually went... I kind of went through and... um, It's a couple of years ago. It's in a lot of papers. This American couple told this story that happened to them. That's amazing if it's real. I hope it's real. In her lifetime, because obviously she's part of just a massive organisation that have probably tracked every aspect of her professional life. Mm. In her lifetime as Queen, she's she's um, answered over 3.5 million items of correspondence. How is that possible? Well, people doing it on her behalf. Yeah. But... Does that mean she's had to put a signature at the bottom of all of them? Maybe. She must have a very tired wrist. I've got a text message I haven't replied to. <laughs> um, she's owned over 30 corgis. The first one was called Susan. Oh, that's <laughs> Susan good. Susan the I, There's something about a dog with a human name. Yeah. Very funny. I very, I like, I'm a big fan of that. Prince George, um, Will and Kate's son, apparently calls her Gangan. Oh, that's nice. I, Appar- I, I, read a, um, I read a news story. Grow up. That, well, quite literally, do grow up. <laughs> Let's talk. Um, he, uh, Prince, Prince George, he, um, 
the headline was Prince George is obsessed with the police. <laughs> but what? actually what it is is he just wanted a police car for Christmas and then, like, enjoyed talking to a policeman recently. Oh, but there's something really, that's really cute. There's something very funny about the, the prince being obsessed with the police. Like, he's got a good position. Like He's surrounded by them. Yeah. He can ride as many police cars as he wants. He's absolutely loving it. Um in three months in 1977 to celebrate the 25th anniversary of her um, coronation, Elizabeth went on six tours that took her through 36 countries in the 36 counties in the UK and Northern Ireland. She went on a nationwide tour. That's pretty good. In the same she's like year, a touring, she's like a circuit comedian. She's like a rock star, mate. In that same year, her travels continued overseas to countries including Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, and several others. She did 56,000 miles that year. Is, pa- her- is Papua New Guinea a Commonwealth country? Because I was going to say, like, Australia, New Zealand, yeah. makes sense. Papua New Guinea, it's probably. Curveball. Maybe she, like, acquired it on that visit. Is that our one? Is that one of ours? <laughs> um, that's 56,000 miles. In her lifetime, she's been overseas more than 260 times. Carbon footprint. <laughs> well, actually, we'll get on to that. She sent over 45,000 Christmas cards. Yeah, fair play. So have I. She speaks fluent French. No, she doesn't. Speaks fluent French and has done since a child when she had several French and Belgian um, nannies. Fair play. And when she's been to France, she speaks fluent French with all the people that she meets. That's cool as hell. That's really cool, isn't it? She voudrait une baguette. Yeah. That's what she says. Yep. That's the only thing she says. She was a sea ranger. What's that mean? It's basically, it's a... um, branch of the Girl Scouts that specialises in naval... What? I was going to say warfare, not <laughs> warfare. It's like sailing and stuff. But it sounds cool, doesn't it? It's Marines, actually, it's, Marine it's on, brownies. If you go on the royal, the official Royal Family website, and obviously, I was looking around that a lot today. It was kind of funnily the first time I've done that. It's weird that it exists. And on the nav, the top thing is, as you imagine, the Queen. Yeah. You go to that, in her biog, um, it's broken down into like early years and it just ends with, she was also a sea ranger. Yes, please. That's that sounds wicked. cool. It's Mechanic like, and sea ranger. What was he called? Texas ranger. That TV yeah. Show. It's like Elizabeth, she's, sea ranger. It's like she's a Pinkerton <laughs> in she the is. Old West. <laughs> um, she's trying to stop climate change. She started a new initiative Heard about to plant this. trees. I saw um, a clip where she was walking around the grounds of Buckingham Her Palace. And David, Attenborough. David Attenborough. It's lovely, that clip. <laughs> it's really funny because they come across a tree that looks really shit and bent over. And the Queen just goes, looks like someone sat on it. And D- David Attenborough absolutely loses it. <laughs> it's really funny. You would. It's also like that. Uh, I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I do urge you to Google it or YouTube it. And the Queen seeing cows and getting really excited. <laughs> I still the cows. watched that. Cows! Um, I saw um, Tatler, and let me tell you, Tatler is a difficult um, publication to get by on. I don't like him. So Tatler, for years and years when I was younger, I thought it was like a jazz mag. I thought it was like... Because it sounds like porn. I thought it was like National Lampoon or oh. something like that. So I thought it was like... Um, wait, it just sounds rude. Tatler. Yeah. So yeah, it's like Razzler. Yeah, that's why I thought that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like the High Society magazine. Yeah, it's, it's like where it's where it's I learned about um, Baron von Westenholtz. Yeah, um, but that is what he's called. Is Tatler the magazine that had that incident with the dog? Oh, I don't know. What's that? The sausage dog in London. Have you ever heard this story? No. I think it is Tatler. If not, I think it is in the building. Who owns? Is it Condé Nast? It probably or is. One they're, of those. they're one of them. Forgive us on the details. Yes. But this story is right in the abstract. Um, 
it's a story of a work experience working at Tatler Magazine. Right. And one of the duties she was given, or he was given, on the job was to take the editor's little dachshund, sausage dog, out for a walk. Yeah. And in the reception of Tatler, they have a revolving door. And so the work experience goes out of the revolving door. The sausage dog does not, not fully, and has its head severed. No! What? So... That Jesus person just Christ. walks out, and then the lead just suddenly becomes very free, looks behind her, <laughs> and she's decapitated what? a sausage dog's head. Are the editor of Tatler? Yeah. They're not going to be nice about it. No. Um, I just wanted to point out that Tatler have an article, and a completely insufferable article, called The Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh's Best Bay Moments, and it made me want to be sick. But there was one very good picture of the Queen. Absolutely, like, you know, you've, you've seen the qu- Queen smile. Like, you know, there's that whole thing about yeah. how monarchs never smile. Yeah. You've seen it's her smile because, like, you, so many photos of her. You probably never smile that much. There's an image of her absolutely losing it laughing, and it is the weirdest picture because you just look at it like that's not right <laughs> it's like she's a different woman yeah it's very strange well, it's, it's nice when you see that it's like much easier to like just relate to someone as a human being when they're going off yeah um and that's why i left this one to the end yeah apparently she could do an amazing impression of a concord jet landing <laughs> what <laughs> so- she reached derby <laughs> apparently she's a she's a, quite a talented mimic Right, who's telling that story? So according to Michael Bishop Michael Mann, not the man who made Heat. <laughs> oh, what, this collateral is, director this, and Bishop Michael Mann? And, and, and Queen Elizabeth II's private chaplain. Obviously. Said the Queen imitating the Concord landing is one of the funniest things you could ever see. I, honestly, the Queen imitating anything would be funny whether she was good at it or not. Like, that would be absolutely weird. So there you go. That was brilliant. There you go. Oh, I loved that. Um, go on. Do you want to hear about... Go on, Liz. Do you want to hear a bit about her formal consent for the marriage of Harry and Meghan? love to. Because we just turned into a Queen podcast, which I'd love, because she seems great. Um, but um, apart from the old tax shib- shebang that we need to look into, as we pr- uh, pointed out, this mostly comes from Hello, and it's a very interesting thing. A, because you learn about, once again, how the Queen has all the power and none of the power. And also... We'll get onto it, but a very strange piece of royal weddings, which is called the Instrument of Consent, uh, which isn't as weird and unpleasant as it sounds. Right, so this is from Hello Magazine. The Queen officially gave her consent for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to wed during a Privy Council meeting with a declaration which read, I declare my consent to a contract of matrimony between my most dearly beloved grandson, Prince Henry Charles Albert David of Wales... As we know. My most dearly beloved. My most dearly beloved grandson. And Rachel Meghan Markle, which consent I am causing to be signified under the Great Seal and to be entered in the books of the Privy Council. So the Privy Council, when the engagement is accepted by the engagee, um, they then have to sort of ratify that this is allowed. And the mm. Queen does that. Which is interesting. I didn't know that was a thing they had, they had to do. But I suppose it makes sense, like, back in the old days. You need... Because when they're more governmentally important, that's a big deal. But this is really interesting. Since the announcement, it's been reported that the Queen may have subtly undermined Meghan by simply using her name. When it was reported that when she gave her permission for Prince William to tie the knot with Kate Middleton, she described her as our trusty and well-beloved Catherine Elizabeth Middleton. Also... Trusty. That's a weird word. Trusty sounds like some 
Like a shit council thing. Like a spiv yeah. trusty. Um, so what did she refer to Meghan as? Just Rachel Meghan Markle. Oh. She didn't no give her any, or... on, any nice compliment. However, this is interesting, we can confirm, this is hello, that Kate was only described as trusty, trusty and well-beloved in the instrument of consent which comes closer to the actual wedding day. Oh. While the Privy Council declaration for Prince William and Catherine was almost word for word the same as Prince Harry and Meghan, reading, I declare my consent to a contract of matrimony between my most dearly beloved grandson, Prince William Arthur Philip Louis oh, of Wales. Oh, he gets the same, my most dearly. Yeah. And Catherine Elizabeth Middleton. As such, it is thought that a more personable message will appear in the instrument of consent, as it did with William and Catherine. So I'm actually quite looking forward to seeing how she describes her. Because... She was wicked in suits. Because trusty is... Like trusty, trusty implies like a long relationship, which I don't think her and Megan have had. Maybe it's a cake thing. Maybe it's a maybe. I wonder if it's a bit of terminology that is typically used in this. Yeah, but it's interesting. Construction. But the instrument of consent is quite cool. Have you seen it? No. The instrument of consent. I'll show you, and I'll link what? to it. It's this. It's like this cool-looking medieval-style certificate that they put out before the wedding. So it's that thing where the first letter of the paragraph is very ornate and it's like massive and it's a what picture. Is, what's that called? It's got a word on. I should stand first. Don't know. Can't remember. Um, a drop cap is what it's called in magazine mm. uh, <clears throat> parlance, but I don't think they'd call it a drop cap when it's a big lion with a shield. Oh, the queen's <laughs> just done a drop cap. <laughs> um, but this is what the instrument of consent is, and I think this is genuinely just an interesting bit of fact stuff. Bound by 18th century law, the Queen... Uh, I can't remember who wrote this. I don't care. The Queen signed an elaborate notice of approval referred to as the instrument of consent to officially recognise the marriage. This is of Will and Kate, because they haven't yep. done this. Well, uh, Harry and Meghan, time. yeah. Right. <clears throat> the Prince was required to ask his grandmother's permission under the Royal Marriages Act of 1772, which rules that all descendants of George II... I, and I couldn't quite see why it had to be since George II, but... Must obtain the sovereign's agreement before they marry. Without the Queen's consent, the marriage would be void. It reads, and this is, uh, again, William and Cates. Now know ye that we, capital W, we, have consented and do by these presents signify our consent to the contracting of matrimony between our most dearly beloved grandson, Prince William Arthur Philip Louis, or Lewis, I'm not sure, probably Louis, of Wales, KG, I don't know what KG is, uh, except the guy from Tenacious D, and our trusty and well-beloved Catherine Elizabeth Middleton. Uh, the most official of all royal wedding memorabilia, the, the instrument of consent features decorative artwork chosen by the artist to represent the groom and bride-to-be. Mm. So you can see on oh, here. Oh, yeah. Have a look at this whilst I talk about it. Uh, and again, we'll link to this. We'll put it in the podcast description. Is Queen's actual signature at the top? I think it is, yeah. Lovely. Elizabeth R. Um, oh, so... Uh, is that Regina? Yes. A white lily embodies St. Catherine of Siena, whose feast day falls on April 29th and with whom Miss Middleton shares her name. Beneath it, a Welsh leek surrounded yeah. by William's white three-pronged second-in-line-to-the-throne label, which I didn't know was a thing. Wow. Uh, rep which represents Prince William alongside a tiny red shell from the Spencer family arms. Is that what that is? Yeah. Like... It is lovely and ornate, and it looks quite medieval. It is mad. You just drawn a picture of a leak. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> like it's not nicely designed. No, not at all. Like if <laughs> that's why it looks like a bit old fashioned, like medieval. It's like before yeah. maybe certain modern design principles came into pass. It's also odd that like on this incredibly official and 
you know, what's that mad dragon just doing there? That's for Wales, isn't it? I know why, but it looks it's in the wrong place. Um, but on this like 18th century document of like serious importance in a kind of constitutional sense, what? <laughs> Why is the artist getting to choose all this stuff? He oh, can yeah. do anything. Yeah. He or she. I apologize. Oh, imagine for Megan if he did a little poop emoji. Uh, for the cat cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the heraldic symbol of a red dragon depicts Wales, and the UK is present through the three floral emblems, yep. the rose, thistle, and shamrock. The instrument also shows William's blue and gold order of the garter belt and a large gold E for Elizabeth. But that's the instrument of consent. I thought that was a really interesting little weird piece of British madness that we have to do. It, it is an odd thing. Um, if it's, you it's follow Windsor Not Pod on Twitter, we'll tweet, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet out a picture of it. Yeah. As Wales got mugged off with this bouquet. Because there should not be a daffodil on that. Or is Ooh. that not an official... Uh, I suppose they've got the entire leak on the other side. Rose, thistle, and shamrock. That's only doing three of your four. Yeah. But I guess well, it's got, got the dragon whole leak. and leak. Yeah, I know they are well represented, but it just feels... It feels weird that they're not in the bouquet. Yeah. That is odd. I'd not thought about that. Maybe ask Gav. What, it's got like off. a little belt on it as well. The bouquet's That's got like a... blue and gold order of the garter belt. Ooh. This is a mad looking thing. Mental, in it? Why has she signed it at the top? Yes, weird as well. I, I also like, by the Queen herself, signed with her own I, hand. This is one of the 3.5 million things she's had to sign. She's, <laughs> uh, she's like, this, sorry, my hand wrecks. She doesn't even give a shit that it's this. She's yeah. just like, oh, what is this? Oh, I don't care. Is it for someone who's turned like, 100? Like at school when you did an hour exam, going, oh, my hand kills oh, me. Out. When you come back after summer holidays <laughs> and you can't write <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> Um, that was a fun bit of observational comedy from your friends at the Windsor Arts. <laughs> <laughs> Join us after the break for a little ditty about plain food. We were introduced actually by a mutual friend. Uh, that was the break, and now you promised something about plain food. Oh, isn't it small and not as nice as regular food? Wonderful. I loved that. Uh, so you were going to talk about a different wedding entirely. Um, the Queen's wedding. The Queen's wedding. Yeah, I thought we should go back and have a look at the Queen's wedding. Because it's like, for all intents and purposes, it's been a very long-lasting marriage. Is this with regard to, like, can we learn anything about the upcoming wedding from this? I would like to say yes, Joe, but looking what I've researched, probably not. Well, I'm but interested in There anyway. is an interesting little story that's quite high stakes and dramatic included, embedded within my Hello. hastily cobbled together facts. Is it when she ran someone over and fled the country? Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's basically the plot of that film, Red Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elizabeth met Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark in 1934 at the wedding. She, so she met him at two other weddings. I'm oh, sorry. Greece and Denmark. Greece and... Um, so his lineage goes back to the royal families of Denmark and Greece. I knew he was Greek. Yeah. I didn't know But that's the Danish thing that well. I've always known about him since a kid. He's going like, oh, he's Greek. Mm. Um, no, at Denmark as well. Weird. At the wedding of Philip's cousin, Princess Marina of Greece and Denmark, to Prince George, Duke of Kent, paternal uncle of Elizabeth. And then they met again in 1937 at another wedding. A meet cute. So they met in 1934... And then 1937, after another meeting at the Royal Naval College in Darty, Dartmouth, Darty. Darty. <laughs> You've been watching Peep Show. I've watched it every night, mate. In July 1939, Elizabeth fell in love with Philip and they began to exchange letters. Well, after three or four meetings? Well, it's like, yeah, like, also, 
She was 13 and he was 18. No. Is this all right? I mean, actually, it's of the time. That was kind Is of... It? It's kind of the same. Well, my, my grandparents were 17 and 27. When, what, when they met? When they met. That's okay. It's better. It's better. It's, it's but a it, bit, I think it's also It's a bit Aguero and Perlis. <laughs> that is odd. You should be marrying your 13-year-old cousin. No, a bit weird. I know you might have a lovely, happy marriage together, but... Yeah. She's your 30-year-old cousin. <clears throat> the Raven's a brilliant poem. Um, <laughs> they are second cousins once removed. And, and also third cousins. That's all right legally, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So... I never remember what second cousins actually mean. So if you're, if you're unsure what second cousins once removed means, it means one person's great-grandparent is the other person's great-great-grandparent. Weird. That's what the once removed means. Oh. Um, second cousins would be you share um, a great-grandparent. Right. You can be second cousins in different ways, though, can't you? I think there's multiple different ways to be second cousins. Um, I don't know. I don't have that information. That's fine. Third, and the third, and they're also third cousins. That means they share great great grandparents. Right. So when it's not removed, it is parity on both sides. Yeah. So first cousins is you share the same grandparents. They're probably pretty far apart, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, he would have been... Yeah, sorry. I would have said he would have been... I've just got a little note going, he would have been 18. Is that all right? <laughs> I've covered that. I love that you're, you were so outraged whilst re- <laughs> researching this. Sound indignant. Um, apparently the couple came secret, became secretly engaged in 1946 when Philip asked King George VI for his daughter's hand in marriage. The That's king, not becoming secretly engaged. I think from the public... Oh, I see, right. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah I, should have, crap, I should have thought he's that done a, He's done a crap job of it. The king granted his request, providing any formal engagement was delayed until Elizabeth's 21st birthday, which is the following April. Oh, wait, they were going out for ages? Yeah. Bit, going out. Go, bit, <laughs> what a weird really, way of putting... Seeing each other at an occasional royal wedding on the continent. And sending some letters. Um, so, to come married to the queen... Um, who wasn't the queen at the time, sorry, Princess Elizabeth, Philip renounced his Greek and Danish titles as required by the Acts of Settlement, 1701, oh, wow. converted to, from Greek orthodoxy to Anglicanism and adopted the style Lieutenant Philip Mountbatten, taking the surname of his mother's British family. Ah. So he's like, that's why he doesn't have like any Greek or Danish sounding Yeah, names. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So he converted his entire self. Was he like a proper bad boy? Because I know he's grown up into, like, the questionably... I actually did think about doing that on, the, on this episode. Cause it, and I thought, is it a bit low-hanging fruit? Well, it's also, we're talking about the Queen, not him. But yeah. It's, um, he, I don't know if people who listen to this podcast in other countries or, like, Prince Philip, the, th- the thing you know about him growing up in this country, is he has a record, record of saying mad stuff at public events. Mostly racist. Racist or insulting or just very short. Yeah. yeah I, like... I did look at some before we came in here, and there's some great ones. It's just like an old dude who doesn't have, it can't be arsed doing this shit. Yeah. And there's a great one where it's just like when he's opening something, he just goes, What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, like, Can you hurry up and take the photo, please? He just doesn't give yeah. a shit. Well, and sometimes that includes not giving shit about social niceties. The one that really got to me is someone who grew up as a fat kid is when he met the kid who wanted to be an astronaut and he went, you better lose some weight if you want to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was your question? Was he a bad oh, boy? Oh, just like, yeah, I'm interested as to whether he grew up into 
a difficult old man, or whether know. he was always like. I bet he was. I, I th- to me, it sounds like he was a rager. He's like yeah. proper Prince Harry well, type. He's on the continent at eighteen, getting letters from the future Queen of England. I don't know what he's doing in Europe when he's eighteen. No, but he's like going pro- off. Probably marry the Queen of England at some point. <laughs> She's a keeper. Got uh, got her on the side. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Queen as a side piece. Yeah, I've, I've, I've checked a message. I haven't given her two blue ticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Philip, you dog. So she married Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, at Westminster Abbey at 11.30 a.m. on November 20th, 1947. She had eight bridesmaids and two page boys. The ceremony was recorded and broadcast by BBC Radio to 200 million people around the world. That's Five times less than the World Cup final, so... Come on, Queen. Five times less than even the Man United-Man City game that we watched yesterday, so... And on radio. Come on. Honeymoon was at Broadlands in Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where we get to a very dramatic incident on the day of the Royal Wedding. (laughs) This... Oh, we should say, I've never watched The Crown. Oh, yeah. Neither have I. I wonder if this has not been... I don't know if they're married yet in The Crown. Do you think loads of people are going to stop listening to us because we don't watch The Crown? Maybe. I think so we I tell American people, people. I don't, I've never watched an episode of Downton Abbey. Same as. Why would you? It's not for I'm us. living it, mate. <laughs> um, on the, right, so... So, on the day of her wedding, she was going to wear a tiara that was made in 1919 for Elizabeth's grandmother, Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a, um, a lovely interpretation of the Russian Kokoshinik which is a very popular style fashionable amongst the Romanovs just before the Russian Revolution. So apparently Elizabeth really loved this tiara. And it was passed down to her mum, our queen mum. Mm-hmm. And the queen mum gave it to Liz on her wedding for a wedding day as there was something borrowed. Oh, wow. On the morning of the wedding. Borrowed wed- from the Romanovs who all were killed. Oh, just, just in the style of the Romanovs. Oh, sorry. I've not paid enough um, attention there. <laughs> on the morning of the wedding, as the hairdresser was securing the veil the antique metal frame snapped. Uh, the Queen Mother tried to calm down Liz. She went, Liz, be all right. Chill out. We have two hours and we've got loads of other tiaras. You're a qualified mechanic. <laughs> Just weld it. Pull yourself together. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Liz wanted that one. She was insistent. So a police escort took the court jeweler who was on standby to a local workshop who, and he welded it. And if you look at a picture of the Queen on the wedding day, you can see there's a slight gap between the central fringe and the spike to the right. There's a little bit irregular, but it'll do. It'll hold, he said. Fucking hell. So that, that, that all happened on the morning of her wedding. That's pretty good. Um, interesting the little facts about Liz's wedding. She, the material for her wedding dress, she had to buy it using ration coupons. That's wicked. So it was designed by Norman Hartnell, but yeah, she still had to use ration coupons because this was just shortly after the Second World War. Is it like when you see um, American TV programs and they've gone to an arcade and they've got like a, a like got loads of fulls of tickets out like, of machines? So I'm sure she could ask for more. She's just wicked at ski ball. <laughs> <laughs> she got a novelty mustache. <laughs> um, she did her own makeup. Yeah, nobody's had it pin her out with that. That's She's a qualified mechanic and sea ranger. Fair play. She did her own makeup. Um, this is interesting because it was five so pound, five pound nail polish. Because this happened in 1947, the wedding. So soon at the end, after the end of the World War Two, it was not acceptable for Duke of Edinburgh's German relations, including his three <gasps> sisters, to be invited to the wedding. Wow, that's legit. I know. And this is kind of like how Trump's not coming <laughs> to this one. Absolutely not. Um, 
this is the quite nice thing that you were kind of alluding to. Between 1949 and 1951, they just lived in Malta for two years That's as like, a married couple. Wait, after she was crowned? Um, no, she was crowned in... Oh, of course, we're 53. talking about the marriage, not the coronation. 53. Yeah, sorry. So this is two years before she's the queen. So they had like two years just living in Malta together as a married couple just while chilling. he was stationed as an officer in the Mediterranean fleet. That sounds can't, like a good posting. Can't imagine he was doing a lot. No. Not yeah. really ordering yeah, many two people years around. Of just like... Hanging out in hanging the Mediterranean. Out in the Mediterranean. It's pretty good. Fuck off. That's how you imagine rich queen. people living. Um, and they're the first couple in the royal family to celebrate 60 years of marriage. Fair play. Good on them, I said. Yeah, they were right. So I mean, maybe maybe they can learn something there. Go to Malta for two years. Get seems, to know each other. Seems a bit like a nightmare, but... Yeah, it, it works for them. Or there was also an, another terrible one I found that I hadn't heard before. Have you seen the one where he met the woman in the red dress with the zip? No. Oh, it's bad. She, This woman, um, he met her, and she's wearing this red dress that had like a zip down the front. And he said, oh, if I unzip that, I'd get arrested. Yes, Yes. Yeah, you're not should, the queen, I should, mate. I think so. <laughs> Your wife could do it. <laughs> but you think at that age, it's like, Philip, Grow that? up. Oh, he's difficult work, isn't he? Well, I've got a, one last thing. Um, and, like, you've done an amazing amount of research. You've put it together beautifully. I'm very, very impressed. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to read this out verbatim because there's nothing I could do, add to it that's going to make it better than it is. Um, this is a... <laughs> Uh, segment from Andrew Morton's book, um, Megan, a Hollywood Princess, which is sort of a um, unauthorized sort of uh, biography, I think. Um, and this is the uh, uh, this is called Secret of Crooked Finger. What? Uh, Megan Markle rehearsed her tea drinking for her first meeting with the Queen. Oh, this sounds like a, like a Victorian Gothic I know. story. That's why I loved it. Secret of Crooked Finger. This is part of the. Um, increasingly obvious culture of ludicrously florid writing about events that actually don't matter to anyone, including the people involved. Um, but this is uh, how Meghan met the Queen and what she did to support that meeting to make sure that she wasn't made fun of or whatever. And there's some, like... Remember, this is all by Andrew Morton. I'm just reading it. <laughs> some of it's just a bit weird. It was the most important audition of Megan's life. No rehearsal, no script. Because she's an actress. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's that electrical field. No second takes. This was live and improvised. <laughs> Bear that in mind for a bit coming later on. When she was driven in a black Ford Galaxy with darkened windows past... <laughs> it's so unromantic. A black Ford Galaxy with darkened windows past the gates of Buckingham Palace on a drizzly autumn Thursday in 2017... The actress was about to give the performance of her career. Even though she's often said she is not a woman who gets nervous, I don't think I've ever read that, she could be forgiven for being a tad dry-mouthed. <laughs> she was about to meet the Queen for afternoon tea. Da -da -da. Meghan had quietly anticipated this moment. A few months before, she'd taken a secret excursion to Rose Tree Cottage, a little slice of England nestling in Pasadena <laughs> in the suburbs of L.A. <laughs> a little slice of England in Pasadena. <laughs> How far is Pasadena outside of LA? I don't know. Suburbs. I was thinking next time we're in LA, we should go check out a little Rose Tree England. Cottage. That's actually quite a good idea. Yeah. I just like to do that. Not only to buy English gifts, but to take afternoon tea. Right. Remember the first bit where he's talking about how everything was live and improvised? Perhaps there'd been just a little rehearsing after all. It's like it's two paragraphs later, mate. Don't. There's no point in creating that. 
structure it. That tone. Yeah. It's like, you're not surprising <laughs> Just, us. You, you leave should be, she's rehearsed to meet the Queen. Yeah. That's a better story. more interesting. I do love that, like, sometimes this podcast descends into us critiquing other people's writing. We're just getting angry. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's where Megan learned to crook her finger as she held her cup and saucer and sipped her Earl Grey. Necessary skills to remember. She dropped a curtsy to her future grandmother-in-law. <laughs> dropped a curtsy doesn't sound like the right term. It sounds bad. Oh, I dropped a curtsy. Oh, God, I dropped a bloody curtsy right in front of the Queen. <laughs> Any possible uncertainty about the outcome of this meeting lay not with Megan. So, none of this matters, but with the man she wanted to marry. He's the one who has been, if not on trial, then under intense scrutiny. This is someone filling pages. There's absolute bullshit here. If he'd come to see Granny a few years earlier, when he had an an unenviable reputation as an angry drinker with poor judgement... An angry drinker... That sounds like he get the act of drinking his angry oh, oh, Just screaming into his pint as he downs it. Oh, this really makes me laugh. Um, when he had an unenviable reputation as an angry drinker with poor judgment, here's where we get into classic son-style writing. It would have been doubtful the Queen would have agreed to him marrying a mixed-race divorced American actress. Yay! Or uh, Megan. Why? Yeah. Also... Why are we implying that the Queen would have a problem with her race? Like, nothing about the The Queen queen, to me suggests it. It's so weird. I've just told you how well-travelled she is. I know! (laughs) It would have been a grim, unhappy confrontation, a former senior royal official told me. If anything, Harry's transformation over the last few years has, together with the popular union between Prince William and Kate Middleton, secured the future of the monarchy. Harry's impeccable behaviour when representing the Queen abroad and his commitment to the Invictus Games has been shrewdly watched and assessed by the Sovereign. (laughs) The Sovereign. As a courtier told me, courtiers still exist, that's Mm. a thing. That's cool. The Queen trusts her grandsons. She has confidence in them in a way that she's never had with her eldest son. Just throw in shade at Charles halfway through this. They have really established themselves as being in touch with the public. William and Harry have star quality and are believable and authentic heirs to the monarchy. This is all a courtier's words. That's how they speak. During their one-hour meeting, Meghan witnessed the genuine respect and love Harry feels for his grandmother. She's an incredible woman, she said afterwards. After Harry and Meghan bade their farewells, they swiftly left the palace before the royal gossip factory was able to get in gear. Job done. Soon after, their engagement was announced. And that's Andrew Morton talking some balls. Wow. I love, I love that it's like, like, secret of crooked finger. Three up paragraphs in where you're like, see you later. We're not secret, talking about the tea anymore. That's a great headline. Secret great of crooked t- fingers. The adventure you. of the crooked finger is a Sherlock Holmes story. What, what I love is... Th- Secret of Crooked Finger. Yeah. It sounds of, like a place. Yeah. Not a... Yeah, like it's, a, it's an old gothic mansion. It's very strange. Um, like... Rubbish. Rubbish. Because if you were meeting your fiancé's grandmother, I'd be nervous anyway. Yeah, of course you would. Whether it's queen or not. Grandmothers are scary. Yeah. They've got so much experience. Um, They've seen it all before. Especially if I was meeting my girlfriend's, uh, my fiancé's grandmother, and she sent the world's first email. Yeah. And she is on stamps. <laughs> and she got a message on the moon. She got she got an ATM in her house. You look to your left; it's spewing out money with her face yeah. on it. And she she's got, like, ignore that. And she also goes by Liz Sea Ranger. <laughs> um, interesting side point before we get onto feedback. Um, the, the odds have been slashed on the Queen abdicating this year. I saw this. So 
apparently the Queen uh, doesn't want to do the old classic Not dying <laughs> thing while she's Queen. And people that, think, that's kind of cool, I think. And she, people think Camilla's readying herself to become gonna go Queen. Mar- mar- marry an American. Oh, that would be funny. <laughs> Too many times, Philip. Just Too many times. <laughs> the male Wallace Simpson. <laughs> this is going to happen. Too many times, Philip, and she sh- takes a shotgun to him. Whoa! Because she cannot be prosecuted criminally. And do you know what they... She ca- vanishes. Do you know what they call the case? What? Secret of Crooked Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gone. And, she, and she's living in Pasadena in a little slice of England. She's just <laughs> going to the Rose Tree Cottage every day. Heard it was good. Imagine if she's there. Oh, imagine that. The Queen disappears. Harry goes there one day when he's, you know, in LA with Meghan. Mm. And he sits down gets a little cup of tea and it's like the end of Dark Knight Rises. He's, he's, about, he's about to drink the tea and he looks over and he just sees the Queen just sat there just with nods. a new young LA boyfriend going and he, and he just puts the, he puts the cup of tea down and he just walks away because he knows she's now she's happy. She's happy. Yeah. That would be good. I'd dum, love that. Dum, dum. Imagine the Queen really tan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> weird. Um, she's speaking French. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That's how she'd get away with it. Um, yeah. I imagine this is the thing, though. She could totally upstage this wedding if, like, oh, the yeah. day before she abdicates. <laughs> imagine. She's just like, nah, all eyes on me, baby. <laughs> she's, dro- and she's dropped the crown. Yeah. <laughs> on the day, she just drops the crown. Harry and Meghan just, oh, God, all my. Grandma! <laughs> <laughs> Just bombing it down the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> In a Range Rover, she just she's just pimped out That's herself. So good. Ah, oh, rims. She'd have crazy rims she, on it. Pay, paid for them with ration stamps. When was the last time you saw Grandma? She's got a welding shop in Pasadena. <laughs> <laughs> she's like one of those places you have to go in to get resprayed in GTA. <laughs> it's called Queenies. 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 <laughs> Queenies rim jobs. Hey, That's hey, not what hey, I meant. That's hey, not what hey, I meant. Come on. Come on, mate. She's still the queen it's now. Not what I meant. She's abdicated yet. <laughs> Baby yourself. Sniper right. fire should we do some? Should we do some feedback? I'll, yeah. I'll, do, I'll do the first one. They're both similar. I think last week we referred to Thanksgiving as fake American Christmas. Uh, before we start, we should point out that we were told why we'd been talking about bee pollen when we were a bit pissed doing that podcast a few weeks back. Uh, it was Laura's email about um, Megan's like breakfasting yeah. things. It was part of her Akai bowls. Um, so yeah, we apologise for forgetting that because that's really bad. Both of us just being like, "What are we talking about?" And everyone else has listened to it, going, oh, "Shut up, you idiots!" We could have just listened back. It's very unprofessional of us. Very, very, very. Um, first bit of feedback, yes, is from Sam. And last week we referred to Thanksgiving as fake Christmas. And we were saying, like, what do they? What do Americans usually eat to distinguish the two days? Yes. So we've got this first one: is Thanksgiving is usually turkey. Yes. And in America, Christmas is usually ham, which I didn't oh. know. I did not know that at yeah, all. Yeah, because I know Thanksgiving's turkey. That's that's a thing. Yeah, I knew turkey yeah, was. Yeah, but I was, we were talking about double turkey we? thing. Yeah, I was like double turkey within a month of each other. Surely not. Oh, come on, mate. It's not a big elaborate episode of Vicar of Dibley. And they're right. It's ham. But it's less about the food and more about who you're with, he says. Oh. As long as you're surrounded by the ones you love, it doesn't matter. Is that not the same for Thanksgiving? I don't know. I thought that was when you're surrounded by the ones you love. And or neither. For it. You, or neither. Just, yeah. It's just about, I just hide in the kitchen. Just eat turkey and ham. Yeah. So that's what he says. He says ham. Are you, that's are kind you, of like our Christmas Day and Boxing Day. 
Would you? Have, yeah, ham Lots is of quite traditional. Ham on Boxing Day. I'm, so when I'm older, if I have a family, mm. I am going goose or duck. Goose is good, which is more traditional. Duck's hard though, man. It's more traditional in the UK than turkey. Turkeys are actually relatively recent. Yeah, because in Christmas Carol, it's a goose. It's a goose, it? yeah. Um, but um, yeah, duck man. That's a, you've got to buy about three ducks to feed a family. All right, I'll get a goose. They're very, they're very fatty. That's why they float. Oh, so good. It's amazing, though. Oh, I had a duck katsu wrap the other day, and it we both did. blew my mind. So jo- Joe and I, on Friday, we went to Petticoat Lane Market, and we both got these wraps. Yeah. And they're brutally efficient at this store. It's After- like being attacked. I felt assaulted after <laughs> after get, receiving my rap. You tell the woman what you want. She screams, she just screams you. in your face, and then takes your money. Undercharged. They're, do, they're, doing, about, they're doing about ten at once, and it's like a, a conveyor line, the conveyor belt of like ten people working on one rap. But they're all screaming. They're all screaming at you, and I was getting jostled about. Yeah. And afterwards, I didn't know whether to complain or be happy. Well, I ate the rap. I'm fine with it. The duck in that was. Amazing. They can do what they want to me, and I'll have that. Rap. Um, go check them out. Yeah. What? I don't know what it's I think they're just called Katsu Raps I think they're called, yeah. they're, they're, I'm You'll really be able to hear them From yeah. miles off oh, Screaming fantastic. And it's just around the corner From the best sandwich shop In the world Trade uh, So there you go I don't know why We started talking about that oh, I was hungry yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell Yeah Goose is a good call though Anyway This is from Corey And it's Fake Christmas And Meghan Markle's In quotations Fame I sense some snark Coming But I haven't read it So I don't know Hello, I'm an American listener and really enjoy your podcast. I don't know why. Oh, no, sorry, that's not about our podcast. I've I've read this wrongly. (laughs) I don't know why, but the British monarchy has always been interesting to me. And I love your fun and casual, not stuffy, take on it. Which is nice. I feel like uh, we haven't planned for that, but I think that's just how we are. That's just how I am. We're just crazy guys. Casual. It's also been great to listen to your podcast leading up to my first visit to the UK, from which I returned a couple of days ago. That's amazing. As I was listening today to the most... Oh, do we get into that? No, tell us where you went in the UK. I want to know. I'm always interested when people come for the first mm. time because it's a weird place. As I was listening today to the most recent episode, I laughed out loud at your labelling of Thanksgiving as fake Christmas. It's qu- looking back on it, quite disrespectful. That's a big holiday. <laughs> and I've t- I decided that's what I'm calling it from now on. While in England, we were asked about Thanksgiving and why we have a small Christmas right before Christmas. So many people love it as it's a day to eat and watch American football. Fair play. If the FA Cup final... I don't have like an FA Cup final. That should be tethered. We could do that this year for the first time. Oh, mate. That's that's a a big mega day because that's the wedding as well. Wedding. Turkish food. Wedding, Turkish food and FA Cup final. All right. Yeah, we're on for that. (laughs) Let's actually organise that after (laughs) this podcast. (laughs) We also get a four-day weekend out of it. Fair play. Most people honestly use it as a chance to get out their Christmas decorations and begin Christmas shopping. But I'm in agreement. I think it's a pain! As a child, it was fun, but now as a wife and a mother, it's just another Christmas I have to cook and clean and shop for just a month before the real Christmas. And to answer your question, I don't know why... uh, Sorry. And to answer your question, I don't know anyone who has turkey at Christmas, because we've all just had it. I serve a beef tenderloin. Oh, It sounds like you can do what you want in America. Land of opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Streets are paved with beef tenderloin. Uh, And I think that's what most people do as well. Well, we heard ham as well. Is that what the tenderloin is in San Francisco? (laughs) It's just a big old beef tenderloin that you're walking across. Stinks, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, Beef tenderloin. Do you know why it's called a tenderloin? It's because it was a red light district. It's somewhere people had tenderloins. Bloody hell. Rutting. I think that might be an urban myth, but I think that's true. Um, beef tenderloin. It's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrifying place I've now. never been. Uh, beef tenderloin, I think one of the most delicious looking raw meats. 
Yeah. You know that, like, it's like that long strip? Yeah, yeah. And it cuts really yeah, nicely into slices? Yeah. Don't really get it over here. I think a lot about raw meats. <laughs> On another note, it always makes me laugh when I hear a bit about how famous Meghan was already, and so she'll be ready for her public life. I don't know anyone who'd heard of Meghan Markle <laughs> or her TV show before she was engaged to Harry. Seriously, no one I know had a clue who she was or had <laughs> even seen Suits, let alone... or had, or had ever seen Suits, let alone ever watched it. Which is the same thing, as far as I can tell. Uh, maybe heard of Suits, let alone watched it. Thanks again for such an enjoyable podcast. Sincerely, Lady Corey of Bee Pollen and Elderflowers. Oh, what a lovely title. <laughs> that sounds like it could be a Scottish place. Bee Pollen and Elderflowers. Yeah. I like that. That's a good email. It's fantastic. Very, uh, like, all-encompassing. I, yeah, I want to know where you went in the UK. I want to know if I'm right about why the Tenderloin's called the Tenderloin. Not just from you, Corey, but if you had the answers, that'd be great. Um, and Suits, yeah. I only know one person who ever watched Suits, and it was the guy I live with, and he watches literally everything, so hard to tell whether it was famous or not. But I think I, he I knew I've definitely Meghan. heard of it. I'd heard of Suits. I'd not heard of Meghan Markle. No, no, I haven't. So, yeah. It is interesting that people just, like, automatically assume, oh, she was well famous. Yeah, because you can be, like, a morally successful actress and not be famous famous. Yeah, like, exactly. There's different tiers of fame. She had the TIG, though. It's pretty good. Uh, that's it for this week's mailbag. I um, hope you enjoyed our chat about the Queen. That's one of my favourite episodes. It's a good film, There was it? something very uh, more learning than usual. Yeah, it was You're like, good at the learning. We're lots, I wanted to like give people a lot of information about the Queen, because she's done a lot. She's a person. Well, that's it. Obviously, she's, a lot of that is by circumstance of being who she is, but done some quite cool things. And also, like... Nice little old woman. She seems all right. She's like <laughs> she might not be. She's I don't actually know. kind of the opposite of Meghan yeah. Markle in a lot of ways. Literally everyone knows who she is, but no one really knows what she's like. Yeah. Whereas as soon as Meghan Markle became famous, everyone knew everything about her because it was all on a blog. They, I know, like some people obviously have quite anti-royal views and stuff, but what a weird life. It must be insane. But I just, I'm not saying it's right that we have people who are <laughs> allowed to break the law no. as much as they want. I'm still not decided, but. You know, she was bought. She didn't create it. She could have stopped it, technically. This is a really weird version of the Truman Show. It's ve- yeah, exactly. It is real life Truman Show. You just you're born, and suddenly everyone knows who you are and look at you all the time. It's very strange. It would be weird. Um, I think she's you, dealt with it quite well. If you want to email us, you can do so at show at windsornotpod dot com. Following, following us on Twitter, so you can see. What's the name of that thing? Uh, the instrument, the of, instrument of Consent. You can see that on the Twitter, Windsor Not Pod. We should remember to do that, otherwise you won't see it, and then we will lie to you. I'm going to schedule that tweet now. And then, once you've listened to this week's podcast, you go to iTunes, and you give it five stars. Oh. That is the agreement. you got to. Otherwise, just don't bother. Otherwise, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've even told people to fuck off for not doing it before. And apparently you haven't. Maybe uh, you have. I'm sorry. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.